Hi, welcome or welcome back to the Faith Talks podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Deborah and I'm a faith-based content creator. I share content all about my journey with God to encourage you on your journey with him through that. So welcome if you don't know me and also welcome if you do know me. Maybe you've been here since the beginning of time. Then thank you so much for being here. It is such a blessing and welcome back to Faith Talks where we speak about all things faith, encouragement, hardships, warfare. Um, Yeah, welcome to the podcast. And we are in November right now. Winter time has gone in officially, so it gets dark a lot quicker. It is a lot colder. And I don't know about you, but to me, I'm not the biggest fan of this. I thrive in summer and winter... The days being shorter, it being colder really affects me. It really affects my productivity. It affects my motivation. I've not been feeling as motivated as I have the rest of the year. Winter just makes me want to stay inside, be in bed, be cozy. And on top of that, right now, there's a lot going on in the world. As you might know, there's a war going on in Israel, which is just crazy. I keep seeing videos popping up on social media here and there, and it's a lot. There's a lot of heavy stuff happening right now. And in this week's Faith Talks, I want to encourage you and I want to speak into your life. I want to speak into my own life about how we cannot let these things get to us. Don't let it get to you. Even though there's a lot of things happening around us, even though it's a new season, even though this is probably affecting a lot of our productivity and our motivation, we cannot let this get to us. So for me, being a summer person, thriving in summer... What this change of seasons really feels like is, I grew up in the Netherlands, and in the Netherlands, we cycle everywhere. Our bikes are like our best friends, our main form of transportation. So when I was in school, I would cycle everywhere to school, but also to friends' houses. And where I lived in the north of the Netherlands, close to the countryside, a lot of my friends lived in like small farmer's town quite a bit outside where we went to school so if I wanted to hang out with those friends we had to cycle like an hour into the countryside in between the cows and the sheep like we had to cycle a very long way and it always so happened that on the way there the wind would be in our backs but on the way back not only did I have to go back home by myself But also, the wind was always against me, literally always. And if you've ever tried to cycle with extreme wind coming in your direction, this is not fun. This is absolutely not fun. It's extremely intense. And to me, that is what summer and winter feels like. Summer is so much easier. It's like there's a wind in your back. It's breezier. The days are longer. You wake up earlier. You feel more motivated. But then winter comes and all of a sudden it's the complete opposite. It feels like cycling against that wind. It feels like cycling uphill, which is tough. That is tough. It feels like we have to put in just a little bit more work to get the same results and the same productivity and motivation motivation as we did in summer. And if I look at when I was cycling in this strong wind, how I made it home, because there were so many times where I just wanted to get off my bike and I think I even walked at some point. But looking at it, I couldn't stay there in between the cows and the farms. Like if it gets dark, I would have been in trouble. I had to get home. I had to make it home. So the way that I got through that and the way that I kept myself motivated was either by listening to music that was motivating to be like, okay, I've got this or to distract myself and motivate myself with 
positive thoughts. So be like, you know what, girl, you have to get home because at home you can sit on the sofa, you can watch this show, like you got to make it. Just speaking myself through that. Something else I remember doing was setting mini goals. So if I saw a lamppost in the distance, I would be like, okay, let's get to that lamppost first. And then when I got to that lamppost, I would set a new goal. So kind of taking it one step at a time. And all of this basically results in I had to change my perspective. I had to shift my focus and perspective onto something else. Because whenever I was focusing on the wind and how hard it was to cycle through it, I wasn't making it. I was only going slower. It was only making me pedal slower. And literally that's when at some points I would have to walk because I couldn't do it anymore. But yeah, the main thing is that I had to shift my focus and my attention. And within everything that's going on right now in the world, in our own lives, in the shift of seasons, we have to check and shift our focus onto Jesus. We have to look to Jesus and his good news within the storm. That does not mean that we are pretending like the war isn't happening. That does not mean like we're pretending that the seasons aren't changing and things aren't more difficult. We are not being delusional and oblivious to these things that are going on. Absolutely not. We are actually going to address them. We are going to speak about how we can address these things. But first of all, we have to shift our focus onto Jesus. We have to look to him. And the Bible story that instantly came to my mind, which we all know so well and that I want to look at today, is the one of Peter walking on water. So let's take our Bibles and let's go to Matthew 14, verse 2. 22 to 31. So just setting the scene, this is after Jesus had fed the 5,000. He had performed a miracle there in feeding all of those people. And afterwards, he told the disciples to get on the boat and go across, go ahead of him. And he was going to catch up to them later. So what had happened was in verse 22, we can read, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. So Jesus was still dealing with the crowd, telling them to go home while the disciples were all already on their way to the other side. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. So it's saying that the waves were a little rowdy. The wind was a little rowdy, which made the boat go out a considerable distance onto the water. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? So let's go and look at verse 29, where Jesus says, come. Peter got out on the boat, started walking, and then it says, but he saw the wind, aka he saw what the wind was doing to the waves, because you can't really see wind, right? It's wind is invisible, but he saw the effects of the wind. He saw the waves. He saw the chaos it was creating. He shifted his focus off of Jesus. He was looking to Jesus, right? But then his gaze started to wonder. His gaze started to go onto the circumstances instead of on Jesus, and that's when he started to sink. This shows that if and when we don't keep our eyes focused on the Lord, we too are going to sink. All it takes is a drift. All it takes is for you to 
lose focus, lose sight of Jesus just a little bit. And before you know it, you're going to end up completely somewhere else. It's that thing of when you set coordinates on a boat, if they're off by 1%, you're going to end up in a completely different destination. We have to constantly make sure that our eyes and our gaze is fixed on Jesus. That goes for us right now with everything that is going on in the world. It's not being oblivious to it. It's there. It's in our vision. If you focus on something, you can still see everything else. The rest is just blurry. It's just not your main focus. Your main focus is going to be Jesus. You can still see the other things going on around. Again, we are not pretending to be delusional. Oh, there's no war going on right now. Oh, the seasons aren't changing. No, that is being delusional. <laughs> we are not delusional. We're acknowledging it, but it's not going to be our main focus because our hope, our faith, our trust is in the Lord. He has given us a hope. He's a good father. He knows what's going on right now. He knows about the war. He knows that his children are involved in heartbreaking things, heart, absolutely heartbreaking. The children are being hurt. Mothers, fathers, it's horrible. It really, really is. He sees that his heart is breaking just as much as ours is because it's his children that are involved. It's his kids. And all the division it's causing as well is really sad to see. With the seasons, with the changing of the years, of the times, he he knows us. He knows me. He knows that I'm a summer person. He knows that I don't like winter. That, that kind of sets me up to be in a slump. He knows that. And I know myself in that sense as well. I know that now is the time to fo make sure that my eyes on Jesus even more to make sure that I do those daily check-ins with myself. Where's my attention today? What am I looking at? Making sure that I spend just a bit more time reading the word if that's what it takes. It's knowing ourselves, knowing that Jesus knows us. He has grace for us. He will help us. The Holy Spirit is our helper. I will go to that Bible verse in a second. The Holy Spirit is our helper. We can call on him for help, but it's also us knowing ourselves. It's knowing where we stumble. It's knowing where we fall and where we need to ask for help. In John 14, verse 26, it reads, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God that lives within us, is our helper. He will help us. Us. Jesus delights in helping us and us asking for his help. I'm currently reading a book that's all about the character and the heart of Jesus. And there's a scene that the book describes where it's like, imagine if you have a doctor, a doctor who's really good at what he does. And there's a tribe in some distant country that is that has been affected by a certain disease. And this doctor knows exactly what it is. He has all the right medicine, all the right medicine get flown into this country where these people are. He comes with all the right equipment and he's like, okay, guys, I'm here to help you. I know exactly what this is. I know exactly how to treat it. Let's start. Let's start the treatment. And these people say, no, we want to cure it for ourselves. We don't want your help. Wouldn't that in some way grieve the doctor? Because he's like, but I have everything to help you. Like, I don't want to watch you guys have to figure it out yourselves for a certain amount of time. I have everything. Like, just accept my offer and I'll be joyful to help you. And maybe after a while, some of the guys will be like, okay, fine, we accept your help. You can help us. Wouldn't the doctor be overjoyed? Like, okay, let's go. I have everything ready. Like, let's get the treatment started. It will give a certain type of joy because he knows what he's doing. He wants to help these people. His heart goes out for these people, watching them struggle for something that this doctor already has the answer to that breaks his heart. Come to me and ask for help. And isn't Jesus like that? We can ask him for help in anything. And the same goes with feeling unmotivated throughout these seasons, 
our shift of focus. Lord, help me to shift my focus. Help me to keep my eyes on you. Help me stay motivated throughout these dark months, these cold months. That's a prayer that I'm praying right now. Like, Lord, please help me. You know me. You know that I want to be in bed right now. But Father, please help me. Help me to be motivated and enthusiastic to keep doing what you want me to do and to keep my eyes on you and to keep going out and meeting my friends. So keep your eyes on Jesus. That's the main thing. You have to keep your eyes on him. What does that look like? Read the word, read the Bible, sit down, read the Bible, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand what you're reading. Because it's not always easy to read the Bible, let's be honest. And also prayer. That's what I mentioned before. Praying about everything that's going on in the world right now. Praying about the change of seasons. And whenever I think of prayer and laying everything down before the Lord, it reminds me of this Bible story in Kings, in 2 Kings 19 verse 14. That's what we're going to look at. But just to set the scene a little bit, there's a king, King Hezekiah, who receives a letter that's not very nice and he gets troubled by this letter. So what he does, we read in verse 14, it says, after Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord and he prayed. Just that image, he could have read the letter left it and then gone to pray but just him taking it with him before the lord and spreading it out it, it's kind of like lord look look at this look at everything that i'm seeing right now look at this mess look at it i'm spreading it out before you nothing is hidden i want you to see this it calls for a certain type of intimacy and this is what we need to do in our lives with everything that's on our plates right now everything that's on our minds this war that's going on over there maybe you have your own things going on in your life with family with school um with work with university whatever it is and then the change of seasons as well. Lay it all out before the Lord. See it as a letter with different chapters and lay that before the Lord and say, Lord, look, look at this. What am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do? Sometimes we don't know what to pray, but I think just coming before the Lord and saying, Lord, look at this. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to pray, but Father, will you do what only you can do? Will you come through here? The Bible also says that the Holy Spirit prays for us through groans. The Holy Spirit is praying on our behalf in a way that we might not be able to understand, but the Lord understands. So through all of this, the main thing that I want to tell you is don't let it get to you. Whatever is going on in your life, whatever is going on in the world, don't let it get to you. And how, how can you do that? By focusing your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on your shepherd, on the one who loves you so much, the one who's always looking out for you. He hears your prayer. Bring before him what you're praying for and end it with, Lord, your will be done. Do it your way. Let him deal with it. Let him do it. He knows what he's doing. He's a good father. He's got you. Don't worry about the how, when, what, why. How is this going to happen? Just leave it up to him. Pray for the things that you're struggling with in this season. I'm praying for motivation. I'm praying for that consistency because, again, I find it hard to keep that up when the days are starting to get gloomy and cold. But I'm praying and I'm expecting. I'm being expected for the Lord to help me. I don't know how. I don't know how he's going to affect my motivation. But, Lord, I know, you, I know you're going to help me. I know you've got this. I know you're going to keep me motivated. You're going to keep me joyful. Lord, you've got this. So that's what I pray over you through this season as well. Throughout November, December, we're moving towards the end of the year. The year's not over yet though. The year's not over yet and the Lord hears your prayers. I pray that you'll be able to come humbly before the Lord and lay everything out before him. That is your worries, your concerns, the heaviness of the world, the heaviness of the season, your expectations, things of this year that you might have been disappointed by. Lay it all out before him. Lay that letter out and ask him to look it over. Lord, look at this. 
Can you help me? Can you help me deal with these things? Speak to me. Speak to my heart. So that's what I pray over you, that you will experience the Lord as your shepherd because he is. He's so gracious. He has a lot of grace for you. So in everything that I just said, have grace for yourself as well. We can be so hard on ourselves within these seasons. Have grace. Have grace and know that the Lord is helping you. You are not alone. So that is it for today's Faith Talks episode. I feel like I've been rambling on for a little bit, but I really pray that this has been a blessing for you somehow, that you've been able to take something away from this. And yeah, again, I'll be praying for you throughout this season, throughout everything that's going on right now. The Lord is with you. We are going through this together. It's not easy, but we're never alone. Never, ever, ever. So yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and I will be back again very, very soon. Maybe this time that's what I get. I wanted to make